so it wasn't just me coming straight out of college and joining this organization. It was me and 10 others. So, oh, wow. you know, you had, you got friends from the get-go and yeah. friends that you got to develop a relationship at work and outside of work. And mm. um, that was wonderful. I think I, you know, I honestly, I recommend that to anyone coming out of college is find yeah. one of these development programs. Have you enjoyed listening to the Incredible Paul podcast? Are you looking for a way to support it? Or maybe you just want some swag? Check out the Incredible Paul store today. We have shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, hats, stickers, and so much more. Go to incredipaul.org, I-N-C-R-E-D-I-Paul.org, and click on the store link. Or go to the link in my socials bio and click on the Incredipaul shop. Looking forward to seeing your Incredipaul look. Your professional development is one of the keys to your career success. When you combine your desire to grow with actionable steps, your journey to success becomes an incredible reality. Welcome to the Incredipal Podcast. And now, sharing his expertise, experience, and excellence with the world, here's your host, Paul Ferranbi. Hi, I'm Paul Ferranbi, and welcome to the Incredipal Podcast where we learn to become the best versions of ourselves by learning from each other. Today, I have the honor of having Trisha Peterson on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Trisha, why don't you tell the people what you do and just Hi. a little bit about you. Perfect. Thank you, Paul. And I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, so as Paul mentioned, I am Trisha Peterson. Um, I am by background, I guess by educational background, I'm an industrial engineer. Um, I also have an MBA. Um, however, of course, just those credentials doesn't say, you know, or provide your leadership, right? And um, I'm currently an operational excellence manager for Millipore Sigma, um, the company that produces, um, well, at our site specifically, we produce diagnostic um, products for cancers and and different treatments too. So immunotherapy treatments and things like that. So, wow. Yeah. Man, that that's a lot there between industrial engineering, MBA, and what you do at Millipore Sigma. So, uh, how how long have you been at Millipore Sigma? Yeah, that's a great question. I've been there for two years. Awesome. Um, I've been in the role as an operational excellence manager, supporting two different sites um, for both the two years previous to joining the organization. I worked for Nestle Purina. Um, I had various different roles. I started in their management development program in their Davenport, Iowa factory. Um, That program really helps you learn the organization and the business and how they Mm. produce pet food and the whole supply chain, which is really exciting. It's a great opportunity, especially for someone coming straight out of college. Yeah. Um, And then from there, I just, I did various roles throughout my five and a half years with the organization um, doing mostly or pretty much all continuous improvement. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yes. Uh, I know you mentioned Davenport, Iowa. Is that where you're from or where are you from? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I am not from Davenport, Iowa. I am from uh, east of St. Louis. So about 40 miles east of St. Louis originally in a very small town called Damiensville, mm. uh, a town of about 500 people. Oh, wow. And, <laughs> yeah, very small. Everyone knows everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, from there, I, you know, they had a, a elementary school, if you will, then went to a county high school, which is in Breeze, Illinois, 
from there, I went to SIU Edwardsville in Edwardsville, Illinois. Um, awesome. That's where I got my my bachelor's degree in industrial engineering. So kind of your, your I know you said your path, you're kind of, you work in operational excellence at a Millipore Sigma. Is that what you always wanted to do? Or is that kind of like, like, like kind of talk me through Trisha, like even like 10, 15 years ago, what, is there something you wanted to do and how did like life kind of change or direct you? Oh my goodness. Um, so when I was younger, I think my very first, I had a couple different career ideas and they yeah. are all over the place. One was teaching when I was a child, I awesome. um, kind of idolized my teachers a little bit yeah. you know, when they make such a great impact on you. Uh, it makes you want to give that back to others. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> I wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. Um, not too long, you know, then I'm in high school and I really enjoy sports mm. and specifically NFL football. I'm a big football fan. Um, and I always wanted to be then a sports journalist. Yeah. <laughs> then I went into sports journalism. Well, then I don't know. I, I really have a huge passion for pets, which is ironic that I worked for Nestle Purina. I think when I was looking for jobs out of college, um, that was one of the things that really hit me. It was like, oh my goodness, I love pets so much and I love cats and dogs and working for Purina felt rewarding in that way. However, uh -huh. um, that was kind of my third part where I wanted to go into veterinarian. <laughs> so I wanted to wow. be a vet for a while. So I went from teacher to sports journalist to vet, <laughs> um, and then ultimately became an industrial engineer. And how that happened, um, I really didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. You know, these were all great ideas and you kind of mm -hmm. went through phases as you were growing. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, you know, you're really good at math and science. Why don't you go through the engineering career path? Like, why don't you, why don't you look there? Yeah. And one of the things that really connected with me is my father is actually a retired operator from, um, he used to work for, I forget what the company is called, but they used to make plastic bottles in Centralia, Illinois. They shut down. He then moved on to Cooper Beeline, uh, where he ended up retiring there as an operator. And I always enjoyed talking to him about mm -hmm. work. And I think it's fun to reflect on the conversations that we had mm -hmm. um, because being on the side where I, you know, I work with the floor very closely. However, I also see the business side of things. Mm. Are you wondering what's next? Has everything you tried failed? Or maybe you just feel a little bit stuck? Then coaching may be right for you. The coaching relationship is a relationship that's totally centered on you. If you're tired of running on the hamster wheel of life, want to start seeing results, reach out to Incredible for help. So what are you waiting for? Go to paulferrandi.com or at I am Incredible on all my socials. Click the link in the bio for your free coaching session. I want to make sure you become the best version of yourself. Where he never really connected with the business decisions. Oh, okay. It was the perception of management is deciding to do this and management. Uh -huh. And um, I always think that's fun. And not only getting to talk to him, but my grandpa was also a in operation. So he's a retired supervisor at a glass factory in Fenton, Missouri. Um, wow. I'm not sure the name of it. I know they made the glass bottles for Anheuser-Busch. Wow. But getting to talk to, you know, both of them and hearing, you know, their perspective, it's fun. And I think nothing's more fun than mass producing something and making something like very efficient and yeah. um, like, how can you do better? I think it's really fun and rewarding. Well, man, that, 
that that is remarkable. I didn't realize that from you said at first you wanted to be a teacher. Then you said was it veterinarian or what? There's something before that. Um, there's sports journalist and veterinarian. I get those two kind of went, you know, hand in hand. I don't, I don't remember which one was first, if I'm being honest. Um, but I remember they were both like high school time frame. And actually, there was a uh, exercise we had to do in class. Um, one of our math classes, they actually, mm-hmm. uh, you had to pick a career. They would give you an average salary, and then you had to determine how you were going to live off that salary. Oh, and I wow. remember the job I picked was sports journalist. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. That, that's 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 funny. Yeah. I, had, I had no idea. So I know you mentioned like working at Parita. For, so for those on the podcast, that's how Trisha and I met for working at Parita. She was actually one of the first people I met uh, when I, uh, the, the first day uh, working at Parita while in St. Louis. But I know like while you're in uh, Parita that you worked for a few locations. I know you mentioned Davenport or some other locations that you're in. Yeah, after Davenport, I actually transitioned back to St. Louis team in St. Uh, in St. Louis, um, where I was on two assignments, one in St. Joe, Missouri for six months straight. So, you know, I wasn't stationed there, I guess, if you will, like lived there. But yeah, I basically, you know, I traveled on Sunday nights and came back Friday nights. So oh, wow. I basically lived there for six yeah. months. Um, and then also Fort Dodge, Iowa was the same situation for six months. After that um, stint, if you will, I then moved to Flagstaff, Arizona, where I was the operations performance, I think assistant manager is what they called it, operations performance. Um, Yeah, so I worked there and then said, hey, I would like to take an opportunity back in St. Louis, closer to home. Mm -hmm. And I was very fortunate to get that opportunity. And that's when I joined the St. Louis team, the market team, where they, you know, supported all the different divisions, the wet, litter, and dry uh, yeah. operations. And that's where I met Paul. Yeah. 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 That, that's super cool. Yeah. So I think you had trans- you had transitioned back into St. Louis like the year before. Was it like, was that 2018? Uh, that sounds about right. Like 2017, yeah. 2018 timeframe. I started yeah. with the organization in 2015. I was in Davenport, Iowa for a year. Then did that assignment with St. Joe and Fort Dodge for a year. And then I was in Flagstaff for just about a year. And then I came back to St. Louis. So oh wow. Yeah. That, that's a lot of boom in just in three years. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, but you know, at the time I was single and didn't have a family to carry around. So or, yeah. you know, have to think about their impact as you know, moving is stressful on families. And I did it wasn't in that situation so it wasn't um wasn't too difficult to make the decisions I guess <laughs> yeah well that's fair so talk to me a little bit about those transitions if the, even if there was much of a transition or not at her because I know you said you went to school in um, SIUE Edwardsville just outside St. Louis going from there to Davenport and then back to St. Louis and then to Flagstaff and back to St. Louis yeah you know I think about the transition personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. Uh, From a professional standpoint, you're working for so many different people, right? And Mm. every leader has a different um, way of leading, if you will. And uh, so that's, that's one interesting perspective. And, you know, I had uh, my first leader out of college in, in Davenport, she was great. But, you know, looking back, it was like, well, that's all I ever knew. And I'm not just 
discrediting her at all. She was yeah. wonderful. Um, however, you don't get to see different leadership styles at that point, or you don't really recognize them. Um, then when I when I was part of the St. Louis team and going to the, the Sport Dodge and St. Joe factories, it's interesting to look back because the way they structured it, it wasn't very clear who who was like your leader you know what i mean oh like, really go to about these questions okay um you kind of had a, like a dotted line um so that was an interesting transition okay um and then out in flagstaff when i was there the factory manager that i reported to he was there for just about i don't know five six months and he oh, transitioned wow. on to a different role and uh we got a new factory manager in and so then you you learn how to work with this new leader. And yeah. then I, you know, had left Flagstaff, came back to St. Louis, mm -hmm. um, where where you had more consistency, I had more stability yeah. in my my uh guidance, if you will, from a leadership standpoint. From a personal standpoint, um, you know, SIUE is close to home, right? Mm. I was always near my friends and family, uh, never too far away. Moved yeah. to Davenport, Iowa. I joined this management development program. Mm -hmm. um, so it wasn't just me coming straight out of college and joining this organization. It was me and 10 others. So, oh, wow. you know, you had, you got friends from the get-go and yeah. friends that you got to develop a relationship at work and outside of work. And mm. um, that was wonderful. I think I, you know, I honestly, I recommend that to anyone coming out of college is find yeah. one of these development programs. Um, I know Millipore Sigma, the company I work for now, they have the same type of situation, right? Mm -hmm. They have the same similar structure, same concept of yeah. developing someone straight out of college into a leadership role. And I think it's wonderful. It's a great transition from your lifestyle at school to going to a professional career. Yes. Um, after that, when I went to the, when I was on the assignment for St. Joe in, in Fort Dodge, we had a team, right? So there was a team that traveled together. There was, you know, three or four of us. And you get to, once again, create a very close bond with these individuals. Mm -hmm. You spend week after week with them from Sunday yeah. night to Friday night, yeah. um, you know, getting dinner after work, mm -hmm. um, departing at the hotel, meeting again in the lobby the next <laughs> morning and, um, you know, doing it all over again. And mm -hmm. that's always that was great, right? Having that close knit relationship yeah. with with our my coworkers and friends. Mm -hmm. um, when I moved to Flagstaff, that was probably the most challenging for me. Oh, really? Yes, because Flagstaff to St. Louis is an all day trip. It's a two and a half hour oh. drive from Flagstaff to Phoenix. Oh, it's man. a like four hour flights or something like that from Phoenix to St. Louis. And then, you mm. know, and all the airport time. Mm. Um, so it was never like, Oh, I, my friends asked me to hang out, you know, this weekend I could, you know, plan my weekend drive down from Iowa to, yeah, St. Louis, you know? yeah. I can't just drive from Flagstaff home. Mm. And, um, I think it was too something I reflect on is the way that I, I didn't, I personally, I think I was a little bit more introverted where mm. it was hard for me to by myself, go out and try to make friends, you know, mm. whereas before it was like, well, work provided all my friends. Mm. Right? I moved to Iowa. I was with 
10 others straight out of college. We're all in the same situation. We all become great friends. Um, when we're traveling to St. Joe and to Fort Dodge, we were a close knit team. We were all mm. friends. Um, and then when you go to Flagstaff, you know, not everyone's in the same stage of life as you. Yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, not, not everyone has the same interests or mm -hmm. is at the same point as you. So it was really difficult. And, you know, I got to say the people that I became friends with were the operators on the floor. Mm -hmm. I will never forget one day. Um, I, I just, I, it was very hard for me for living that far away from home. Mm -hmm. And one of the guys, his name was Dave. He came to me and said, Hey, if you don't have any Thanksgiving plans, you know, you can come on over and have dinner with my family. I just started wow. crying. I just started <laughs> crying. Like, thank you so much for making me feel like this is home. Like as much as home awesome. can be. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think I watched a couple, like maybe a Super Bowl or something over mm -hmm. there. I know I've seen some games where we all hung out, but uh, those that was that was a challenging transition. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it is. It is an all day journey to get out there, so it's not something you can just quickly be like, yeah, I'm gonna be out there this weekend and drive yeah, down. And, you know, um, there's a girl that's uh, in a, the leadership development program at Millipore Sigma. There's a structure a little bit different where she's the only one at my site. Um, uh, and, you know, I've tried to mentor and talk with her mm -hmm. and she is a go-getter. She's like, you know, I enjoy tennis. So I just looked for tennis clubs in the area. Wow. And, you know, she just joined tennis clubs here or, she, you know, now she's moving to her next assignment where she's going to be relocating to the, the Northeast area wow. and she's like already on Facebook looking for roommates to get a place and I'm like wow what why didn't I think of that like, <laughs> <laughs> I was so introverted I guess or maybe I just didn't think about it I don't know yeah yeah that's that's true <laughs> yeah that, that's that's interesting yeah I mean I mean it's just like the your experiences I'm sure like uh, like from your experiences in Flagstaff, you naturally became more extroverted because you kind of had to just to meet people and do different things. So I don't know if she just naturally extroverted or if she just had experiences where she's had to connect with people very quickly. Yeah, I'm not sure, but she she is doing phenomenal. <laughs> wow, that that's impressive. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned uh, Flagstaff because I had a, a situation where I was not as far west, but in New Mexico area wow. where I, I worked for General Mills out there in Albuquerque. And I thought that was far, but I didn't realize like Flagstaff to St. Louis is even... I mean, it's like a four hour drive shorter east <laughs> it's, than Albuquerque yeah. is. Oh yeah, that, that's so true. Yeah, I forgot about that. But... You were far away too. Yeah, but I guess Omaha is a little bit oh, closer. True. Yeah, it's, it's a little true. bit closer. Yeah. yeah. But that's cool. So I know you mentioned like kind of your experiences in uh, Perina. Were there any of the rotations or different cities you're in that were more memorable than the others? Were there the, the two stints in St. Louis or in Davenport or Flagstaff? Um, you know, Davenport 
will always have like a special place in my heart, if you will. Mm. Right. Like that was incredible. I I've made lifelong friends there that I still keep in touch with. Mm. However, I will say, um, the stint where I worked in St. Joe and I worked in Fort Dodge continuously, I got two of my closest friends through that, that relationship there. Um, so, you know, Mazin, yeah, Mazin's wonderful. And he helped me grow as an individual so much. And I am so thankful and grateful for him. He, you know, he always had those, the right questions mm. to make you think from a different perspective or yes. um, to really challenge how you're handling a situation, but not, yeah. not in a defensive way. Right. It was yeah. always like, well, you know, did you think about this or how mm -hmm. did, how do you think they, they perceive that when you, mm -hmm. when you said that, you know, and um, wonderful. Yeah. Another individual would be Selena, right? Oh, One of yeah. my best friends. And I am so thankful for that. So that's the stint where I got to work with and become such great friends with Mazin and Selena um, is very memorable. And of course, Davenport, you know, it all is, you know, now I'm thinking more about Flagstaff and it's like Flagstaff <laughs> was incredible. I got to go hiking all the time. Oh, I bet. So beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it also... Like I said, it was the most challenging um, part of mm -hmm. my career, if you will, just mm -hmm. from a personal standpoint. Yeah. Um, so it's memorable in that way. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Mazin, like what you're saying with the questions that he asks, just he just has a way of making you think deeper about things and it's not really and it, like you said it's not in a it doesn't make you feel defensive or like um like it's not aggressive in any way it's just yeah it's not like he's attacking you he's yeah. just wanting you to to really stretch your thinking if yeah. you will yeah um, definitely yeah definitely. I always think I we we all need a Mazin in our life <laughs> yes Yes, I'm. I'm still trying to get him on this podcast. So <laughs> at some point, he'll be on. He he's promised me he'll be on it, but I know just with life and stuff, he's a um, busy he'll, guy. Yeah, he'll he'll eventually be on. <laughs> <laughs> and so all of you on the podcast will be able to see what we're talking about. That's right. <laughs> That's cool. So yeah, we were we've been talking about Perina. I know you're there for five and a half years, and kind of like on the same thing with transitions. I'm trying to figure out the best way to phrase the question for like um, how you, I know you were in Purina for five and a half years. Now you're at Millipore Sigma. Yeah. How how did that all happen? That, uh, well, the transition was difficult. Mm. <laughs> I will say I love the organization. And I yeah. love the leader I work for. Um, but when I first transitioned, you know, it was during COVID times, like the yeah. The, in the deep of COVID, right? Mm -hmm. um, not everybody was at work and, you know, still yes. to this day, not everybody's at work, but yeah. I've been there for two years. And so now I, I know more people mm -hmm. um, just through meetings and just general work, right? You, yeah. you, you get to learn who's who, however, yeah. I may not have met them face to face. Yeah. Um, when I first started working for Millipore Sigma, it was, it was difficult because I came from an organization where, you know, I, I knew I was working at all the factories, right? I knew mm. all these people. I had such a big network. Mm. Um, you know, I was leading 
events that were cross-functional within St. Louis corporate teams, such as the yeah. controls team, the maintenance team, um, TAG, getting all these various groups together to collaborate and, and do some continuous improvement at the sites to, you know, support TPM and getting the um, reliability of the equipment improved. And then I go, you know, I move to this mm. organization. We're in the middle of COVID where most people are working from home and, oh, wow. um, or meetings are all virtual. We're not meeting in a room face to face. And it's, it's difficult, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's really hard. And so you can't help but question, did you make the right decision? Yeah. And that went through my mind so many times. And I am so thankful that I stuck it out because yes, I made the right decision. <laughs> yeah, there um, you go. It's just, you know, you have to see through some of the challenges and look beyond and see, you know, is there growth, you know, is this organization helping me to be better? And am yeah. I helping it to be better? You know, work is not a one-way street. Like it's not, you are not slowly providing for this organization. They're providing for you too. Mm. Um, you know, we spend, I don't know what percentage it is, but you spend so much time of your life at work and yeah. you have to find it rewarding and you have to find growth opportunities within it, um, to keep you mm -hmm. challenged, to keep you on your toes. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, then, you know, it, it doesn't feel right. And it, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, you definitely should have some fun at work. I know sometimes people say work isn't fun, but you should, if, if you never have fun at work, you're probably in the wrong job. You know, and that is another thing I reflect on. I am currently working way more hours than I ever did at Nestle Purina. And I love it. I absolutely awesome. love it. I love what I do. I love who I work with and I find it fun. Um, That's good. So I a hundred percent agree with you. That's so cool. I like what you said about even like when you, you first got there and things weren't because like just naturally if you were any place for five and a half years you come into the new place and it's all different especially in the middle of covid where you're not able to connect with people as easily but the fact that you said that you looked forward as far as the growth opportunities and like what the company could provide you not just what you provided the company i think that's really key yeah yeah absolutely um because like I said, you spend so much time there. You have to, you have to be happy and you have to get what you want out of it. And if you want to be complacent, that's fine. Right. Mm -hmm. If you want to be challenged, wonderful. And I'm one mm -hmm. of the people who want to be challenged. Um, mm, of course, yeah. to a certain degree, right. Yeah. <laughs> we got to balance our stress levels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know there's, I've heard it said that there's like the challenge aspect and also the the um how easy something that kind of goes into like the challenge aspect and how kind of time kind of flows like I don't know if you heard the concept of flow like getting into a flow state but it's uh, I, I don't know have you heard of that you know no but there is one thing I remember seeing a quote somewhere where it was like if you continue to look at the clock um like then you're not focused on the right thing something something mm. along those lines where like you know when you're in the groove and you're just doing your job yeah you forget the time you're not yeah. wanting to keep checking the clock and like oh you know two hours until I get to leave one hour until <laughs> I get to leave. 
like there is no leaving time. It's whenever your day concludes, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for me anyways, it's like, <laughs> oh, am I at a good stopping point? Have I accomplished what I need to get done to meet my deadline? Mm-hmm. You know, when can I go? <laughs> yeah. Not, oh, one hour left, 30 minutes. Oh yeah. Yeah. When you like, yeah, for anyone listening on the podcast, if you find yourself in the, you're counting down the hours or the minutes, I would question like why you're still in that job because I, I mean we all have we all get in different circumstances that you just need a job to pay the bills or whatever but I said life is too short to be stuck doing something that you hate so Absolutely. like have, I think having an exit strategy speaking of exit strategy I think that kind of transitions into um how was it difficult at all to try to like when you were in um in Perina looking at other opportunities like did that kind of happen pretty smoothly or did you kind of have to like time it right or how was that whole transition with I'm in Perina but things kind of changed a little bit but I, I'm looking for growth opportunities somewhere else yeah you know um the whole transition there was a point where <laughs> I woke up and I thought, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had traveled for the organization. I got COVID, felt really sick, mm-hmm. um, came back, was sent back to go travel after recovering pretty quickly. Right. Wow. And I, so many pri- big projects were being put on me. You know, like, oh, so-and-so is going to be traveling over here. So Mm -hmm. you need to pick up their project. But meanwhile, I also need you to do this major project for a brand new factory. And by the way, not just one, but two factories. And, (laughs) you know, hey, here, we also need you to do this. Like my my leader had no idea all the things that were on my plate. Um, And that (laughs) was, there was one day that I woke up, I was traveling and my jaw hurt. My jaw hurt. It hurt to talk. It hurt to even swallow. Like my jaw wow. was just in pain. And I didn't know why. I was mm. like, oh my gosh, I got COVID again. Oh man. <laughs> like, is this a symptom? Yeah. Um, and then I realized I was so stressed that when I slept, I was clenching my jaw. Oh and, man. And you know, when I reflect on it now, I think about how important communication is with your leader. Mm. Um, at the time we were in the trenches of COVID. I wasn't having one-to-one dialogue with my leader and, and mm-hmm. telling him what I needed help with, what I needed support with. And, mm-hmm. you know, oh, by the way, I'm not sure I have the bandwidth for all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm not the type of person to push back on work. So that's that's personally <laughs> difficult for me, uh-huh. right? To say like, I am struggling, that is hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I look at the leader that I work for now at Millipore Sigma, and I look forward to talking with him every single mm-hmm. week. We have a routine one-on-one. Um, you know, I talk about my top priorities, some of the things are highlights. Of course, we still talk a little bit about personal life beforehand. Yeah. Um, and I look back and I think, wow, I am no longer stressed. I, I don't sleep, like mm. sit in my bed at night thinking about the next day and the meetings yeah. and the things I need to, to, to do. Whereas mm. I used to do that, you know? Oh, wow. um, and I, I truly believe it was a lack of communication with my leader and, and myself on what I was doing. Right. You know, mm. Purina, it was kind of like, Hey, if someone needed something, they just came straight to you and you yeah. just, you just, 
You just, just added it onto your workload. Like, yeah, I can take care of that. I can do that. And next thing you know, you have a mountain, right? Yeah. And that's prioritized and you think everything needs to be done yesterday. And it's yeah. like, oh my goodness. Um, so going back to the question, I wasn't necessarily looking. However, a, re a recruiter had reached out to me and, um, you know, I woke up my jaw, I could barely talk. And I thought, mm. I'm going to talk to him. I'm just see what's out there. You know, yeah. doesn't mean I got to take the leap and go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I started talking with them. It ended up being like a four month process. <laughs> um, it was very long. I'm going to blame it on COVID. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was a long process, but I finally got the offer and I still wasn't set on going. And mm -hmm. I look back and I think, why wasn't I like, you know, now being on the other side and yeah. seeing how happy I am and how rewarding my job is to me. Mm -hmm. um, I think, wow, Trisha, it was no brainer. But yeah. I also had this ego about working for Nestle Purina. Mm. It was like this big organization. This, yeah. this organization everyone knows. I can go to the store and I can see the product that I help produce on mm. the shelf. Yeah. You know, yeah. so there was this sense of like, I don't know. I don't know if it was pride. ego or what, but yeah, pride. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. You were so proud to work for this organization. Mm. And um, also, right, I talked about wanting to be a vet one day. I'm very passionate about animals. And mm. so just knowing, hey, we're making pet food and, you know, that organization, they donate and they do a lot of mm -hmm. great things for the humane societies and yeah. the, the local communities uh, regarding animals, right? Mm -hmm. And I have this offer for a company that, quite frankly, I don't really know exactly what they make. Mm -hmm. I know it's in the healthcare life science type yeah. Thing, but what does that mean? You know, yeah. like, I'm like I, I don't really know. Um, mm -hmm. I can't go to the store and just see what's on the shelf. Yeah, right? you can't just pick it up. Yeah, it's not something I personally am gonna like buy. I guess right now, or or I wouldn't know. So mm -hmm. you know, one product that we make, for example, is Colaguard. Um, so oh. the colon cancer diagnostic kits—that's something one of my sites actually produces. Wow. And but you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know. Millipore Sigma makes. The Colagard yeah. colon cancer diagnostic kit. Like wow. it, you know, you would never know. So there's one example of where it was like not a straight connection on what I was doing mm. or where I was going. Um, so that was one of unfortunately one of the 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 things that fogged my brain mm -hmm. is well, I'm I have so much pride for this organization. Do I really want to leave and go somewhere that I don't know much about? Mm. Um, but unfortunately for my mental health sake, I said, yes, I need to do it. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's really good. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that, especially with, with like, I know this is a big thing about people talking about their dream jobs or dream companies. I think a lot of times you have dream companies, even if, if it's not a dream job and what people don't always realize is that yes, the company can be great and have a good culture, but what it comes down to it is really your boss or your manager yeah. that makes or breaks your experience. Absolutely. <laughs> I agree. And I firmly believe in the, you know, people don't leave the organization, they leave their leader or their boss, yeah. if you will. Not usually bosses aren't leaders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, I know. Just because you're a boss doesn't mean you're a leader. And you can yeah. be a leader without being a boss yeah. at the same time. 100% agreed. And and we'll we'll see if I keep this in there or not. But I will say, as far as leadership, 
shows that you left. There were yourself, myself, we already talked about Mazin, and one other, two other people from our group that left within a three, four month time span. Yeah. I think like, so I think, well, I'll just leave it that and says that that shows in itself. There's like you mentioned, shows in COVID leadership had kind of transitioned and things that started to happen. And all of us, I know we, we, we had a, um, like a happy hour and a, a virtual happy hour because we couldn't be in person and we were all just talking about it. And then eventually like one by one, we all started to leave uh, just because despite this great organization like the leadership that we were under was not something that was helping us in any way yeah and it makes or breaks you you know it's Mm -hmm. it's so important um yeah it's so important yeah it's it's critical so looking back do you would you do anything differently or do you feel like the the kind of the process you went through like set you up pretty well you know I am a firm believer in everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. and things will fall into place if they aren't smooth. Right. Yeah. So for me, there's nothing I would do differently. Um, awesome. Sure. There's learnings al- along the way, yeah. but I don't, you know, nothing, nothing that I would do different. It, it's all worked out. There's definitely some bumpy parts, but yeah. Um, yeah, in the end it's, it was the right decision. Everything's, everything's right. <laughs> no, that's, that's good. I, I agree with you there that, things line up and like um like everything works out the way it should like like at least for me and like for you like it's I haven't been in a situation I look back and be like dang it I wish I hadn't done that like in a moment yes but then it let it either caused me to think a little bit differently or like learn something from it it made me a a better version of myself absolutely and that's the most important part right is reflecting and learning and improving the future right yes. like not doing the same thing over again <laughs> yes yes like, we gotta learn gotta yes. learn one way or another <laughs> yes yes that whole idea of of failing forward yes yes I used that term the other day um I've been leading a rollout plan a success rollout plan is really what it is mm-hmm. and I have had to challenge myself to let others fail and let them fail mm. forward it was always hard for me to to you know do that and Mm -hmm. you know an individual didn't prepare and I let them fail forward and I was talking to my leader about it and what he said was one person's lack of preparation is not your emergency and that will always stick in my head and that also allowed them to fail forward right Mm. they got to think I should have prepared sooner or Mm -hmm. I should have um done more work on this beforehand and not relied on someone else um so you know one the support of my my leader telling me that's awesome yeah you don't need to drop everything because they didn't prepare for it um (laughs) that was fantastic right uh but two it was also a little growth for me because i (laughs) cannot let people fail and i had to and not only did i get to grow they got to grow as well that's that's the key and that's all what this podcast is about is that just leadership and growing day by day, because none of us are perfect. We all fail. I always say like, if anyone has told you that they have never failed, it's one or two things. Either they have never tried anything and just just things just go along or they're lying. 
Or they're in <laughs> denial, right? Yeah, they're in denial. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't fail. It was, <laughs> it was a technicality. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I agree. Yeah, but it's just really understanding that failure is not something that happens. So no, failure is something that happens to you. It's not something you are because there's this mindset that I know I've it's happened to me that uh, being afraid to fail because I feel like that failure is an indication of myself, but it's not something that I am. It's just something that happened, but I can learn from it. And I can do something different next time. Yeah. And that to me is the most important part, right? Mm-hmm. It's okay to fail, but as long as you learn from it, you yeah. take a learning from it, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's good. Well, we're about out of time. It that really flew by, but is there anything else that uh, we haven't talked about, like as far as who Trisha is that <laughs> you want the people to know? Oh my goodness. Um, I don't know. I'll be back for more maybe, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I, I think can so. come back for more and can share more. I don't I know. I think so. I think right? so. It's a journey. You always learn more and add more to it. Um, I, I don't. I don't think there's anything specific. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, you've already shared a lot from your your different experiences and like this whole idea of transitions, like whether it's in Purina or outside of Purina. And I know even myself, I've had my share of transitions, even like just recently transitioned into a new job after being with Purina for four years. So it's like, it's, it is something that is not the easiest thing to do, but it without doing stuff differently, there's really no growth. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will, I really like the quote, you know, you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable mm-hmm. because if you're comfortable, you're not being challenged. And that is good. if you're not being challenged, you're not growing. Right? That's powerful. Yeah. So. I like that. I think we'll, we'll close with that. You, everyone <laughs> out there, if you're comfortable, you're probably not growing. Like, like just there's no other way to put it you're probably not growing even if you're just a little bit uncomfortable that is a good place to be there are seasons where you can transition from uncomfortable to comfortable but just don't stay there too long because you're not growing but with that thank you trisha for being on the podcast really enjoyed having you and probably will have you on again i think there's more we can talk about and for everyone else that's that's listening to us um go out there don't be afraid to fail because failure is not something that you are it's just something that happens to you thank you for listening to the incredible podcast with paul Ferranbi. we hope you enjoyed be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform we'll see you here next time and be incredible incredible, incredible.